are back with Something Gate. We have our regularly scheduled cast here. This is Jared Sampson. I'm Steve Barta. And I'm Mama Flair. Thank you all for uh, joining us again on this episode. This is episode 40, guys. We've uh, been doing this for well over a year now. We've had a lot of friends come by, done a lot of shows. I've had a lot of fun with it. I don't so know about you we, guys. Are we going to tip part of this to our homies? Sure. Especially my boy, Shouty, the one-nut pimp. <laughs> Lost his other nut this last week. Oh, no. Now we Shouty, the no-nut pimp. But, uh, you know, he keeps it real and he keeps that pimp hand strong, so it'll be okay. It'll yeah, be all it's right. It's got to be hard to, you know, keep that pimp hand strong when you got to stand on a phone book to smack something. <laughs> Just works his glutes, man. It's all good. It's all good. All right. So, this episode is going to be a little bit different than our normal episode. We're going to kind of touch on white and nerdy that we want to touch on here, because I think you got a really good topic for that one. But this episode, I think... Uh, Nick Prohl did a good job saying that we're catching disease this week. Um, we're basically going to discuss all of the things we've sworn to not discuss on our podcast for 40 episodes. Which means Jared's probably going to go on a rant while Claire and I do something else. Absolutely. So when we get to that point, I have a disclaimer, and we'll, we'll go over it then. But uh, let's go with our normal scheduled, uh, normally scheduled programming. And Steve, what's up with you this week, man? Anything going on? Not really. Just uh, getting back into the groove of being home. So... Um, just getting my store back in order and getting back into the swing of things. That's good. That's good. Claire? I'm doing the same old, same old. Okay. Doing the work thing. Smiling. I'm getting really good at smiling. <laughs> <laughs> and smiling. I haven't said fuck you to anybody today. That's good. That's a step in the right direction. So, you know. Especially in your line of work, you generally right? don't want to be the person saying fuck you. Right? Exactly. So, it's a good day. Might be frowned upon. <laughs> I had a cookie for lunch. That kind of made my day. <laughs> I had Portillo's. It was delicious. Oh, Portillo's. Helps nice. when it's down the block. Oh, that's yeah. true. That's a good one, too. Yeah. That's, really that's, that's my favorite one. And I was there I was there at 1 o'clock today, and I didn't wait in line more than, like, five minutes. Yeah, it's crazy. Like They're crazy they quick. on top of They got that down. Side note, if you haven't had it there yet, their burgers there are awesome. They are. They, they nail them. Oh, yeah. I've, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> I've been, probably been through that entire minute. I got it, guys. You know, I wasn't a Target employee today. That's also a good thing. I stopped in a Target for I'm not kidding you. I got one thing for work. One thing. And their whole Target card system was down. You couldn't use a debit card. You couldn't use a Target red card, debit card, or Target red or actual credit card. You couldn't use any of their coupons. Anything that had Target on it, you couldn't use. So you could use a, a, a debit card as credit or a credit card. Hmm. Can you, and when I like when I walked up there, I'm not kidding you, there were probably like almost 25 people in line. I'm like, man, that's kind of weird. And that's when everything broke. <laughs> <laughs> it was like insane. By the time I left, they probably had like 40 people trying to get the line. <laughs> well, and then like they're trying to get. I'm here to help. You're not my supervisor. They're trying to be as nice as possible because people's debit card, sure. like their target debit cards, hooked to their bank account. So it's yeah. not like someone that was going to pay with their credit card can't use it. But at the same time, like you get five percent off. So there was one guy with one barcode that was running from register to register to scan the five percent off for the target oh card people. They were they were doing the best they can, yeah. but like, oh, I'm like, I'm glad I'm not you. 
I had a good day today, good good week this weekend, a lot of work done, which is good, getting a lot of progress made, some new changes coming at work, even though we don't talk about work, which is good. Um, oh, some this, good... Is, this is the non-standard edition of that's something. Right. So that's we'll right, that's right, so we can talk about all we want, right. right. No, things are going very well, so I'm really happy. Um, How's your squire? My squire's doing very well, doing very well, doing everything I need him to do, which is good. And, uh, you know, back... Back in the gym, doing that stuff, trying to trying to get a little bit healthier, which is helpful because I stepped on the scale the other day and about shit my pants. Like I generally feel like I know where I'm at. <laughs> I stepped out. I'm like, oh god, oh no, no. So I, I'm like, I got to do something you different. See, Jared, if you if you follow my philosophy, you just never get on the scale. <laughs> you don't have that anxiety. That's exactly true. But uh, I also got a little shout-out to you for our delicious drinks we're having this night, this evening. We were going to have some iced tea, and then we happened to have some lemonade in the fridge, a little uh, Tropicana tangerine lemonade, and then you said throw a little bit of amaretto in there, and by golly. Brilliant. Smart. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> All right, so I'd like to kind of jump right into white and nerdy, Steve. What you got for us on white and nerdy, man? Well, I was just thinking as I was reading uh, movie web and started going down the rabbit hole about certain things. You know, a couple years ago, Godzilla made a comeback. King Kong is making a comeback with the upcoming Skull Island. Mm-hmm. Mummy's making a comeback with Tom Cruise. Lots of lots of rebooting, rehashing of all of these, you know, monsters and blockbusters like Ghostbusters and things like that. Right. Like, why Everybody's getting rebooted. Yeah, so why isn't the original blockbuster getting rebooted and has not been in the discussion yet? And I'm talking, of course, about My Sacred Cow, Jaws. Ah, oh, nice. Double Bob's Burgers reference. Yeah, I like it. So, My name is Jaiwo. <laughs> so what made, you th- what made you think about Jaws, man? Um, <clears throat> happened to uh, be wandering through Best Buy as, as Steve Barters are wont to do from time to time And I found uh, Jaws 2, Jaws 3, and Jaws Revenge in a DVD bundle nice. For like 7 bucks I was like, for 7 bucks, how can you not buy it? Right, I mean, I've spent, a lot of, I've spent more money on dumber shit in my life it's than $7 for 3 movies And so, you know, over the, the course of the last week or so I watched one, and then I watched two, and then I watched three, and then I watched four. And I was just surprised that there's not been a serious attempt to go back to the franchise. Like, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of things that Jaws has influenced over its, you know, its time, and there's a lot of send-ups of it, you know, there's right. the, you know, the Sharktopus and Dino Shark and all your, all your, sci- you know, all your sci-fi channel exclusives. That... Um, let's talk about Lake Placid, even. I yeah, mean, I they mean, tried it's... that. I mean, it was a similar, I mean, concept. Sure. I mean, so, so much stuff that it's influenced, and yet it's almost irrelevant at so, this point. So you kind of brought this up, and it popped something into my head. So my counterpoint to this would be, what would you say if I said they already are rebooting it, just not by name, and it's called The Shallows? Um, I don't know if that's necessarily Jaws-esque in scope. It seems much more centered on a single person. Sure. Um, to me, something like, um, you know, Shark Knight or Piranha were, were more spiritually successors than... See, I wish I, I never saw Piranha, I, but that's one I've wanted to see. Oh, God, I have fond memories of Piranha. <laughs> Yeah, I just—I mean, I've seen the previews for the shallows a lot, and I look at it and go, yeah. I mean, it looks 
decently scary and everything. I mean, which it well, seems like menacing, which yes. which, I, which I feel like I got from watching the original Jaws. I felt menaced exactly. by the and, sharks. You know, that's the stuff that you know your sci-fi channel stuff can't compare to because you have you know you know CGI placeholder sharks right. that look like something my nephew drew. No offense. Um, you know, you, you you lose that aspect of uh, suspension of disbelief because it's either a ridiculous concept or it's executed poorly. Right. Um, you know, some of Peter Benchley's other works that were, you know, made for TV movies like The Creature and the Beast with the giant squid and the shark man type thing were taken seriously enough that they hold up decently. Okay. Um, but, you know, why why isn't it back to the king? Why isn't it back to the papa? And Would you want Spielberg to direct it or absolutely. would you want to let... No. Somebody else do it. No, Spielberg hasn't really done anything that I've really loved since Jurassic Park. Um, uh, what is what is the one? Super Eight, and mm-hmm. um, you know his upcoming Big Friendly Giant. They all and Adventures of Tintin. Yeah, um, his most recent stuff. I don't know if he directed uh, Tintin or not, but it, I think he was like EP on that, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he was involved in some way. I know that. Yeah. But hasn't really connected with me since then. And he even directed Lost World, which was really odd for him to direct a sequel. Uh, and I love The Lost World. But, you know, they've all been missing kind of that E.T. type awe that I would expect from a Spielberg movie. And I would rather it be in the hands of a genre master. Sure. That... Instead of being like, this is a family film at heart, and, you know, there just happens to be a giant shark in it. No. So at SMPHB Studios, who do you pay to direct this movie? Um, that's a tough one. Um, I feel that there's a lot of really, you know, typecast directors. Like, I feel someone like uh, Eli Roth would make it too gory, uh-huh. or it would be too much, like, torture porn or something like that. Right. I'm not. I'm not looking for... Um, a visceral impact. I want a suspenseful impact. Right. So it would have to be somebody who's uh, good at that. And the director of The Conjuring comes to mind. Oh, that's a good. Like, I really liked The Conjuring. That that, that was, was that was a good ass movie. I thought that was that grasped the genre really well. Excellent film and directed really well for whatever else. Did, it did that was. guy do The Conjuring two as well? I am going to find out. Okay. Immediately. Um, so just while you're looking that up, do you even give J.J. Abrams a sniff? Um, no, I don't want any lens flare. um, You want any lens flare in the water? No, and, you know, I like J.J. Abrams. I respect what he's done. I, I, I loved Cloverfield. I love the, the Star Trek reboots. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, speaking of which, um, we need to have a moment of silence for, uh, Anton Yelchin. Yep. My car killed him. He, uh, may he rest in peace. Yeah, that's that's unfortunate, because uh, my favorite Anton Yelchin role, actually, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie, was Odd Thomas. Odd Thomas made me ugly cry. Oh. Like, it's, Odd Thomas has been in my Netflix queue for, for It's uh, If you want to watch a movie that will make you ugly cry, or like even if you're a guy that that's not a giant... You know, vagina like I am. Um, you will you will roll a tear to that movie gotcha. as any guy. I mean, just like the, the way that the movie is, it's it's a badass movie. It's really really good. 
Defoe. It's got William Defoe in it, so it's like it's just it's a really good, really good movie. So I'd recommend it. Okay. It's worth a watch. It's 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 interesting. It's good. I believe. It. Yeah. Yeah. I just it's He's like it's, it's been in there, but yeah. Okay. So the Conjuring director James Wan. Who produced The Conjuring 2 okay. was director of Saw in 2004, ah. Insidious Chapter 2, and let's see, director. Saw was bad. I loved Saw. Robotech? The fuck? No. <laughs> uh, rumored director for Aquaman with Cal uh, Drogo in 2018. Boo. Um, Furious 7. Oh, okay. That should be good. Uh, he directed Insidious as well. So, yeah. Oh, okay. If I'm, so, yeah, I'm going to pick got... somebody right now, it's that's him. Who you're... Okay, that's cool. Speaking of reboots real quick, I just kind of want to touch on it. Did You said you watched all of... We talked about this before, but you've watched all of Voltron Legendary Defender, right? I have. What do you give it? Uh, uh, five stars. Out of five, I will give it uh, a solid four and a half. Yeah, that's kind of where I give it, too. It made me... I liked the shot, you know, the uh, the, the callbacks to the original series. I also liked the changes they made in it, and I liked the storyline. I haven't watched the last episode yet. Claire and I have been kind of working through it. And it's kind of fun for me because Claire is like, hey, you guys, you want to watch Voltron tonight? I'm like, <laughs> I love you so much. It's just, it's, it's just awesome and to really you, watch. And then you bang, and that's why you haven't finished it yet. <laughs> More like I fall asleep because I'm old. Yeah, well. After we bang, no. Um, so... Yeah, I would give it right there four and a half yeah, stars. I mean, it's, it's missing something for me to give it a five or a four and three quarter, uh, I think but just, it's I think it's, it's just right the, there. Yeah, it's just the kind of the length that's holding me back. Like it was, they made this big deal that you know the entire season, all episodes streaming. It's eleven episodes, and right? I was kind of like, okay, I like it, but now if I got to wait another year and a half or something, it's like, yeah. You know, if you're going to be ten episodes, you better be Game of Thrones worthy episodes. Yep. And. <laughs> It reminded me a lot of Last Airbender. Oh, yeah. Similar. It, it is, yeah. Which I loved. But, so. yeah, I like that all the pilots have distinct personalities. I, I like the uh, twist they gave Pidge. Yep. Which I thought was great. Yep. I, um, yeah, I like the, the interplay between the pilots, between um, Lance and... Keith. Keith, I think, is particularly, uh, particularly funny, where... You know, it's very much, you know, the, the one and two rival where two's whole existence is to beat one and one doesn't even know that he exists. Yeah, but I, I love that they did that with them and made them, you know, limbs on Voltron and didn't make Keith the, the yeah. black lion. Mm-hmm. I love that because I think that puts even more of a, like a... Yeah, because if Keith would have been this straight up, you know, leader of the team... That, that, that dynamic wouldn't have existed. Exactly. I, I, I like and, that a lot. Know, Having the, you know, I'm all for, you know, obviously it's a kid's show and you want to have kids identify with the characters on the show, but I think having a senior leader like Shiro, yeah. and there is something for them to, to strive to be, because all of our, you know, quote-unquote heroes going up on the TV, you know, G.I. Joe and the Silver Hawks and Thundercats and everything, they were all adults. Yeah. Exactly. You know, so when I had originally read that, oh, it's going to be a, a young crew of, of you know explorers. Well, why are there the explorers in space if they're that young? No, yeah. we're we're not that well versed in space travel that we can have you know twelve year olds going out there on yeah. missions by themselves. And you know, at least there's you know a threat from the villains. You know when when your villains are you know Rocksteady and Bebop who can't tie their own shoes you lose part of that tension. Right. Having a legitimate, you know, stake in the middle of this. That's what 
you know, the first Voltron series was great because about eight episodes in, they almost killed the pilot of the Blue Lion. Right. Which it allowed, was, you know... Yep, Inara to... Which allowed Allura. Allura, whatever. Inara, Allura, whatever. <laughs> Inara, yeah, you know, eh, vowel, vowel, blank yeah. vowel, whatever. But, you know... Didn't you know? I'm convinced the only reason he wasn't legit dead is because you know they didn't want to kill somebody in a kids show. Yeah, probably right on board with that. But yeah, um, excellent, excellent uh, interpretation of of the lore, and you know I like how they kind of combine stuff from the recent reboot, like giving them different weapons depending. I on thought who that powers was cool, and, and I also really dug the uh, the way that the the lions looked different yes. too. Like, the, the underbite on the yellow lion, like how... Because one of the things they preach in this in this uh, series is that the lion picks the pilot. So it's kind of cool to see the lions having physical features that are, don't look like each other, but they're like, oh, that's a personality type that sure. would mesh with that lion. Yeah. Yellow lion being the tank. and Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. <coughs> so what do you think, man? You want to jump into this? <laughs> You're a captain, captain. So if, this, if this is where you want to go, I'll just try and avoid the rocks. I uh, I sure do. So this is going to end up being uh, an extended edition of Adulting 101, basically. I have nothing else better to, no other way to call it that. The reason that I'm bringing this up is that not so much, I'm not sitting here bitching about Facebook or anything like that. I love that people have the ability to express their opinion and put, you know, put their points of view on the internet. I think it's fantastic. Um, over the past, you know, basically ever since election coverage kind of started and everybody has different opinions on things, you know, you have a lot of polarizing topics happening in the world right now. And uh, you generally see with the, uh, I don't remember how you call it, the internet, what would you say? the Keyboard uh, cowboys. You have keyboard cowboys that just will either share or comment or, you know, share with a little bit of a little quippy remark on things and then consider, and to get their point across. And the main thing that pisses me off about it the most is that you, or not, it doesn't even piss me off, it's just like, I, I just kind of look at it and it's almost like a really, really, I just look at it and go, Really? I, people get louder as people with opposing views get louder. And then you end up running into a situation that my father warned me about years and years ago, and it's something that's stuck in the back of my head. Actually, the front, the front of my thoughts, often, whenever I get into a situation where I don't agree with somebody. My dad told me when I was about 17, 18 years old, he said, Jared, when you're arguing with an idiot... Make sure he's not doing the same thing. <laughs> because people have the ability to get you off of your to get you off of your center and start making an ass of yourself or when you're trying to make a legitimate point. So one of the things I wanna say right off the bat is that I am not sitting here trying to claim to be an expert on any of the topics we're about to go over. These are my opinions. And I have a podcast, and I have the ability to have people listen to it, and this is where I'm going to choose to voice my opinion. Um, so we're going to go along for the ride at this point. So you got, I'm sure that I'm going to have differing opinions with a few people, 
with with uh, Steve and Claire as we go across these, and we'll just try and touch on them. We're not looking to make this a super long thing, but I just want to touch on a few things because once you write something on the internet, it's there forever. So I figured I'll just put something in words, in ver- in vocal on the internet, and see what happens. So I've got quite a few points I want to talk about, and they kind of tie into each other, but I have an order I want to talk about them in. And then I have a couple suggestions that I want to touch on from the guys in the podcast peeps group that we kind of kind of threw that out as options yesterday. So the first thing I want to talk about, and please both of you feel free to jump in whenever you want, is our current presidential landscape. Okay, you got Obama who is coming out of office. You got Trump and Clinton who are the clear front runners in this. Clinton getting her her party's you know nomination. And Bernie getting brushed aside, and Trump. Okay, so first off, if somebody can tell me that they honestly support Trump, and give me a legitimate reason as to why they support that person as president, I'd love to hear it. I have yet to see anybody have a legitimate United States of America foreign policy reason to have Trump as president because. Let's remember, the President of the United States doesn't fucking do anything besides set foreign policy and pick his cabinet, okay? If you want to change anything in this country, you have to go through the Senate and you have to go through the House of Congress. So, if somebody can give me a reason why Trump should be the President based on that caveat, be my guest, I'd love to hear it. I have yet to see anything. Who's going to build a wall? He's going to blah, blah. No, it's just ridiculous, okay? Second part of that, Hillary Clinton is just about as god-awful as him, okay? She has at least political experience to know not to say stupid shit in front of people. So she, I'm sure she has all of her own motivations, everything behind it, going to do what she can do. But guess what? So is every other presidential candidate in the, in the world, okay? I don't like Hillary. I think she's going to be a terrible president, even though she's probably going to be the president, because no fucking way Trump's getting elected. Ain't going to happen, okay? Third, Bernie Sanders, as many of you millennial kids that want to vote this guy into office, it would not work. I understand your your hopes and dreams and wanting to get your point out there, and I think you did a great job. And maybe in a few years or a couple elections, you all can band together and get somebody that's legitimately going to be a president elected. Unfortunately, Bernie is too far off of center to get elected this term, okay? Also... His basis of what he wants to do is not funded in standard economics. It does not work that way in this environment, okay? So, that's kind of my touch points on those three. Anybody else care to comment? Do you want to start, Steve, or you want me to? I like pizza. (laughs) (laughs) I I understand, I agree a lot with what you said, Jared. Like, my biggest problems with the whole thing is, Everyone's arguing about something that I think you're right. Does not make a lot of difference in the long run, um, especially considering most of our policies and not just not our policies, but our laws and everything else are set forth by the Senate. The president has veto power. Like, like I think I, I'm really saddened more by the disillusion of people out there that by electing somebody president, they're going to change everything. That's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. Um, anybody, when was the Declaration of Independence signed? 1776. And when was the Constitution ratified? 
18... No, it was like... Isn't it like 1900-something? pretty sure it was 1787. Yeah, a long time later. You know, you're talking 11 years after that. President can only be president for eight years. It took that long for the Constitution to get done. Now, I know we live in a different era. However, it takes time for change to come about. And people expect that Trump's going to be able to walk in and, you know, build a wall. Or he's going to change this. Or that Bernie's going to come in and cut everyone's taxes in half. And I think the people don't really understand what they're even reading or looking at. And you can find support for anything. And my biggest problem with Donald Trump, and I bitched about this yesterday too, was... He called a reporter, and I can't remember if he called her a hoe or something on social media, and then defended the fact that he called her that, and then she wound up sitting down in an interview with him, and we, not we, but Trump is generally supported by Republicans, there tend to be a lot of right-wing people that tend to, all those, that same group also happens to be very religious, and they want to uphold the standards of the presidency to this high, you know, this person should be such a good representation of the people, right? And this person should, like, have all this morality. Trump has no morality. So I don't understand how we can have, you know what I'm saying? There's so many conf- conflicting, like, you know, but you're okay. Yeah, yeah sure, Hillary. I'm, I'm, I know Hillary lied in all kinds of different areas. But that's a problem, but you don't have a problem with the fact that your president thinks it's okay to call somebody a hoe? Right. And the other, I, I really liked what Nick and Luke went over uh, last week or a week, in it, or Luke, Luke and Jonah went over it about the, I don't know if you listened to that episode or not, where he basically called a federal judge, he said a federal judge couldn't do his job because he's of Latin American descent, mm-hmm. even though he's not because he's from Indiana, and... It's just it's just the way that he talks about it. So I, he's just crazy right. Clinton is, for lack of a better term, really, she is American political royalty, so she's going to get elected. Newsflash, in case anybody doesn't know. And just so everybody knows, my political basis, I am neither Republican nor Democrat. I generally vote Libertarian in my local government stuff because local government is the only place you're going to change anything, especially in the state of Illinois, where... If you want to vote for anybody besides a Democratic president, your vote doesn't count. Not going to matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. So I really generally only go out for our local government elections. Um, any final points on that, Steve? Do you have a Do you have a point of view? Anything you want to we'll, talk about it? I think. I think the point is lost in, you know, it's like. It's a it's a rock in a lake. The the political structure and how political campaigns are conducted are what I have a problem with. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that at our level and certainly my level, because I'm not politically involved, I'm not politically savvy. Um, I don't think we get the proper message. What gets brought down to us you know through the media and especially now through social media and all the outlets that we have you can hear the same speech and as many different outlets as you have you're going to have that many different interpretations of that speech and edited versions of that speech and interpretations of that speech so for us to gain a clear picture of these candidates is nearly impossible because of the way that campaigns are conducted. And whoever can make the most money and get the most coverage is the one that you're going to hear the most about, and you're not going to realize that there's other choices. And I think that has to fundamentally change. 
in my opinion, if you want to run for president, you should be forbidden from having any ad space on TV, on the internet, on the radio, anywhere. The only way you can get your message out should be in public appearances. That's the first thing that I would change. I like it. Grassroots. What about what about televised public appearances? Is that fair? Not like like toward town hall, toward like town hall or like a debate. Could that could be done that way? Yeah, as As long as you didn't pay for it. As long as it is not sponsored by anybody contributing to your campaign, it would have to be on an independent network, and it would have to be the proofs of it, and the entire broadcast would be available to the public unedited. What if, uh, so let, just kind of tying on to that, what if you let the AP broadcast it on the internet? I'm fine with that. Because I think the AP is about the only untouched. Yeah, the Associated Press is kind of just like, it's kind of like public domain. Yeah, here's news. <laughs> yeah. So that's the way that. I like that idea. That would kind of curtail all of it's this. It's hard to find unbiased press. Exactly. Because we all know, like, if you want to you hear about what a great job Trump's doing, you go yeah. watch. Fox, you want to, you know, get on Hillary's bandwagon and go watch NBC? You know, it's just one of those things mm-hmm. where, and like... you know, I, I didn't pay much attention to politics when Bill was in office, so I don't know what Hillary is capable of, but running on the platform that I'm a woman and I'm not Trump, I don't think that that holds water. And how can you, <laughs> how can you be president when you're under investigation by the FBI? You don't want people who are under investigation by the FBI to have firearms, but you're going to let one be president? Right. I, I, the whole system is fucked up, and I'm sorry, until you abolish the Electoral College... Bingo. There's, there's no... I'm Big sorry, tel- there's no uh, point Oh, by the way, I know how to fix this a lot. I know how to fix it. Anyone else want to hear how to fix it? Here's sure. Here's what happens. Okay, okay. Hillary runs with Biden again as vice president. Hold on, hold on, hold on. She gets elected, but then because she gets indicted by the FBI, she has to she has to she has to step down because you can't have a you can't have a felony against you and be president. So then Biden takes over and everybody wins. <laughs> Uncle Joe doesn't want to be president. Uncle Joe wants to go press palms, like, kiss babies, and do shit on the weekend. You know what? That's what the fucking president fishing. should be doing at this point. He should I know. Be going around shaking hands, kissing babies. I know. And drinking on the patio. Yeah, but it's just. You know, Let's do I, that. I think the, else? the candidates are no. just such caricatures of themselves oh, because yeah. you have to be that. It's a perfect. It's a perfect example. It's a perfect. You have real to world be, explanation as to what I'm talking about. People have to be so polar opposite of the opposing. If you disagree with somebody on the internet, it's almost like you have the people feel that they have to be the polar. Completely sure. there's, opposite. There's, there's no because they feel that the country is divided. That's the other problem is it's a two party system, and you have to establish a legitimate third party. Right, and there is one. It's just that nobody knows about it because it's left wing, right wing. It's all the same bird. Right. When the fact the candidates really aren't that entirely left or entirely right. The ten- candidates tend yeah. to be a little bit... By the time they finally get into office and do things, It's correct. more towards middle. Yeah. Um, my favorite meme still out there is, all you Dumbledore supporters better get behind Dolores Umbridge before Voldemort takes over. Yeah. Still, I think the... Fu- and th- the perfect example of the characters, the character caricatures that they've become. And it's just like, 
it's this is going to be kind of a silly example, but it's the only one I can think of because I can't think of the name of it. You know, a lot of pro wrestlers get into the movies, right? And I've you know seen directors' commentaries from people who have directed like The Rock and Triple H, and you know, in their first couple of movies, and they have to hold them back because they're so used to projecting to you know a stadium full of people that to do it in front of the small screen, they've got to be dialed back, and that's what I feel like these candidates are doing. They've got to be so far one way or another just to get their own party behind them right. that they don't really represent themselves. And then the parties are so fucking stupid too because they're like, we can't let this guy represent us. Well, he got the nomination. Well, he's our guy. Let's go. No! <laughs> he doesn't have to be your guy. Right. Pick another guy. There's lots of them. And I'm sorry if you're uh, an alcoholic and domestic abuse and all of this, you know, shit that like is full of the Senate and House of Representatives, you're fucking fired. I don't care how long you've been in office. I don't care who's got your back as far as, you know, big oil and all this other bullshit. Do the fucking job and be a decent human being. If you're not a decent human being, you don't get to have that power over other human beings who are trying to be decent. Absolutely. I agree, man. So speaking about decent human beings, another thing that's been all over the internet that I wanted to talk about is the Stanford swimming rapist. Fuck you. I don't think it takes much to talk about this guy, but the one drown. One thing kind of ties into this whole political conversation that I wanted to talk about was about the judge that decided to give him six months because it could ruin the rest of his life. Fuck him and fuck the judge. Yeah. I'm glad that judge is getting some. He's being. <clears throat> he's facing much harsher penalties than than the kid got for for this work. And that that is, in my opinion, that judge is pretty much the blatant, picture perfect description of corruption. Yeah. And you know, fuck the parole board too for recommending the minimum sentence to begin with. You had three counts. You had thirty-six unanimous votes saying you did this. And that's the other thing. On fucking talk shows and shit, they're like, "Oh, the alleged standard rapist. He's not alleged anymore. No. He's right. convicted by thirty-six counts against him. Fuck him." Yeah, that's not a that's not an oops anymore. And especially once you hear like all the details of everything that happened too. It's not like it what oh, if if any, this, if, this if wasn't anybody, a case of this wasn't a case of date rape. It wasn't that they both got super drunk no, at a party and hooked up no. the, on the couch. That's not what happened. When you're <clears throat> the circumstances of this of, of it are the and if anybody hasn't read it the open letter that she wrote to him and the judge after he was sentenced is amazing. Just, it's something I haven't read because I don't think I could... I, I just... I don't want to expose myself to it. It's like, I, I'm you, sure... You need to read that. Okay. So, I want to... That guy's just an asshole. Fuck and him. And I'm glad to see that the... I'm glad to see that the legal system is standing up and in, in, in doing something against this judge. Because that is fucking wrong. Because it's fuck bullshit. Your, and fuck your dad, too. Yeah, that guy's an asshole, too. He had he had 20, Olympic hopes. Who gives a fuck? Twenty minutes of action. That oh. wasn't twenty minutes of action. He violated another no, no, person's human rights. Well, yeah, I understand. I'm just. I'm. That's what the dad wrote. The, no, no, no. He violated another person's human rights. Yeah. That he didn't. He wasn't action. Action implies like, no. Uh. Uh-uh. Oh, not gonna God. happen. I was furious when I read that. Okay. Oh, prick. <clears throat> I figured that'd be a pretty much of a quick hit because. Uh, 
I figured we'd all be on the same page on that one. Correct. So, one of the other things I'm going to talk about that kind of blows up my Facebook feed all day, every day, is, and we're going to run, well, this ties back, this will tie into the next topic I want to talk about, but um, people that have very, very opinionated views of religion, such as wanting to call out radical Islam and atheists wanting to call out the stupidity of everybody that believes in religion and the radical right of the Christian right wanting to call out everybody that's not a God-fearing radical right type person and the granola left that kind of ties in with the atheists for the most part that everybody has an opinion which is valid. And look, I'm not trying to say that I want people to stop posting stuff on Facebook. I don't care. Honestly, I mean, like, I can unfollow. It doesn't, I mean, I just have my own opinions on it. So please don't take this as, oh, Facebook's so stupid because they answer questions and don't use Facebook. That's not what I'm saying. I don't mind that this stuff goes on because it, it, it promotes discussion and stuff. But I just wanted to put my opinion out on these things. So. Can I say one thing in conjunction to that? Sure. It's not so much that people can't share their opinion. The problem is when people think their opinion is the only accepted opinion. Right. That's where the problem comes And that's exactly where I was going with it, is that a radical view or position on anything is not the right position. Radical left, radical right, radical Christian, radical Islam, radical atheist, radical religious or zealotry in any sense of anything is wrong. Religion's not there for that. If, if people are religious, that's fantastic. You know what religion's based on? Living a good life. Live a good life and be a decent human being to each other. And when that message gets lost because people want to be right about their religion and their thing that they have so hold, hold so dear to themselves, whether it be Christian, Islam, Hindu, whatever... That's the wrong opinion. I'm going to touch on this later, but just be excellent to each other. You don't have to... I mean, Westboro Baptist Church, right? The way they do things is awful. Radical Islam. When you look at ISIS and things like that, that's awful. When you look at radical Orthodox Russian, that can be awful. It's... Radical anything just is wrong. Take a minute, take a breath, especially if you're going to form an opinion on something or hit like or hit share or <clears throat> put your opinion out there. Make sure that you'd want, make sure you'd want your kids to read what you're saying or your parents or grandparents before you go putting stuff out like that. Because I, I think that if you took, if people took a minute to really read what they were saying or really read what they were liking or, or sharing at certain times. They may take a step back and uh, not necessarily post that stuff. So just remember that that radical anything I just is is not the <laughs> not the right side to be on. I mean that's pretty much all I have to say about that. Claire, agreed. Okay, Steve, do you have any? See, so w- what I'm looking for is people have very hard, you know, steadfast belief on things, and that, and that's great. And, and beliefs are great to have. 
I'm not gonna like come down on anybody for having the right beliefs. Just when you're when you're looking at that stuff, just really consider what you're saying because, like I said earlier in this, you know, you're posting this stuff to put your point across, which in turn is basically you arguing with everybody else that doesn't agree with your point of view. So again, when you're arguing with an idiot, make sure that they're not doing the same thing. Because as crazy as their as those people's point of view seem to you, that's how you seem to not only them, to the other side of the opinion, but to pretty much everybody else that falls right in the middle of non-radical and falls right in the middle of, of quote-unquote normal, I guess, or the gray area, the middle, if you will. Steve? Okay. Um, this might be a little bit off of off the topic you're going to do, but it sums up, you know, the way social media goes uh, in a in a nutshell for me. And this is from uh, help help. I'm in a nutshell. Um, this is from uh, Mike Rowe. And for those of you who don't know, uh, Mike Rowe used to host uh, Dirty Jobs, and now he uh, does a show called uh, Somebody's Got to Do It. And the premise of both shows is that he goes around doing. You know, the he does the grunt work, and he shows y'all how difficult it can be to to make a living, and he brings attention to a lot of things with his Amazing celebrity advocate for the fact that we need people to do the menial That's, jobs you know, out there. He's he's a very he's a very avid supporter of of skill trades, yeah. and you know that that kind of uh, mentality that having a skilled workforce is more important than having profits. Yep. So. This is something that he posted up yesterday because he will answer his fans publicly from time to time as a certain restaurant owner that we all know and love is wont to do. So um, this is ah. uh, from <laughs> this is from Mike Rose Page, and he received a letter from um, a lady named Donna, and she writes, Mr. Rowe, I was impressed by some of the things you've done in your life, but that came to an end when I discovered that you apparently never volunteered to serve in your country's military. Why is that? So that's what she sends him. And so Mike Rowe, in classic Mike Rowe response, responds this way, and I quote, If you're asking me to explain why it is your overall impression of me depends upon my military service or lack thereof, I'm afraid I have no idea. The truth is, I don't know why you chose to form an opinion of me in the first place, nor do I know why you have chosen to share that opinion publicly, revise that opinion publicly, and then demand an explanation publicly. Only you can answer such questions. And he goes on to explain why he did that kind of thing. And that just hit home with me because you have a choice whether you believe something or not in how you express your belief in that. Absolutely. And, you know... And I agree with you, that, that transcends even religion. I mean, that's just like, I mean, any of your, any base opinions people have on anything, it, it, you know... Right, and if you believe in something with all your heart, that's great. It's the difference between faith and fact. But you do not have the right to force that on somebody else. You have the option you have the choice but just because you can do it doesn't mean that you should my favorite line ever i have this on like my things you should know about me like thing which is we were so concerned with whether or not we could we forgot to stop and ask if we should thank you michael Crichton. you are welcome that is still one of my favorite lines ever i literally have this like in my idp my individual development plan Mm -hmm. because this is the problem so many people have 
is is exactly that. And you know, I think it's always um, this is another movie quote. And it's going to escape me where it's from. Just because you're not for something doesn't you know doesn't mean you're for the bad guy, or doesn't mean that you, you know just be, just because you don't believe. And I feel like I've said this before too around like nine eleven. Like it like. I didn't necessarily agree with some of the things our government did at the time. Mm -hmm. However, that doesn't mean I wanted Osama bin Laden to win. Yeah. But that was the attitude for a long time. And, you know, if you don't agree with me, therefore you are my enemy. And that's that goes back down to it. And Micro, what a great way to put it. I'm going to have to look that up because Mm -hmm. he is just on point. Like, why all of a sudden? Because that one tiny little piece. And everybody, you know, everybody looks at at the job he does and, you know, what he chooses to support. And they think he's... You know this uneducated, you know, you know uneducated, quote unquote, you know, trash. And he's incredibly intelligent. He's very well versed. He's an excellent public speaker. He's a and he's an accomplished opera singer, basically. And he is. Yeah. He is. And he has an awesome little dog. But, <laughs> um, you know, that's that's the whole. That's he's, the whole thing that I come from is that you know i'm a strong believer in the things that i believe in but guess what you can believe other stuff he's one of the few people in america that's legitimately trying to do a make america better and he's doing it in the right way he's he's trying to provide scholarships for people to go and get those trade skills you know we need pipe fitters we need electricians you know like if you need to like before, like, honestly, I don't know any plumbers or electricians, do you, that can come fix your house in a day? Like, you know, we, people might know a person or they have a friend of a friend. Right. But really, we should all know a plumber. We should all know an electrician. Yeah. These are jobs that are out there in high demand, and we need those people to do what, and, what they know, do. They they don't pay bad either. They don't. You know, everybody wants to make sixty five grand coming out of college with your shiny new degree. And that's not realistically going to happen. And right. coming from someone that works with a lot of people with college educations, college educations don't mean shit. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. I know. I've got several of them. Right. Oh, exactly. <laughs> it's like after a while, it's like... I've seen me do it. I know, right? <laughs> so that brings me to our next point that I wanted to bring up. There's been... Those of us on this show, me mainly have made plenty of fun of the state of Florida over the past year and a half plus of my life. And uh, Orlando's had it rough (laughs) this past uh, past run for them. Mm -hmm. So this is going to probably put us into the most polarizing discussion we're going to have tonight. So we all are aware of what happened at the Orlando... Polarizing? I don't think that's the right... Club... Um, the Pulse. The Pulse had 50, over 100 people were shot and 50 people were killed when a uh, mass shooting happened. I can't, I don't want to, I mean, it's probably terrorist. I don't want to call it that necessarily. It's, it's, it's domestic it's, it's terrorism. terrorism. So um, I just wanted to, I didn't know if I'd tie it, but whatever. 50 it's, people are dead. He's an American citizen. Sure, right. But yeah. it's a domestic terrorist. And he wasn't, right. he wasn't a part of ISIS. Right. So, so. 50 people are dead, and 100 people are wounded, 50 of those people dead, obviously. And that has sparked a firestorm of anti-Muslim stuff on the book face, and 
pro and anti gun control people. Mm-hmm. The huge. So, in my opinion of gun control, I am a firearm owner. I have no problem with myself owning a gun. I have no problem with other people owning guns legally. I have no problem with people owning registered firearms. I have no problem with people owning semi-automatic weapons, ammunition, whatever. As long as everything's registered and based inside legality, I have no issue with it. Um, And I know my wife doesn't necessarily share that opinion. I think you think that I'm far more anti-gun. You think, you think, again, I think you think I'm more, like, we need more gun laws, and that's not what makes me mad. What makes me mad is that people think that owning guns is going to fix everything, or banning guns is going to fix everything. Okay. That is what bothers me more, and it just so happens that I tend to disagree with the people that are like, everyone should own a gun more, um, because... I still think there should be some gun control. I don't think there should be ridiculous gun, but there should be some gun control. People should have to register for it. This whole, like, I can go to a gun show and buy it is bullshit. You know, like, that. bad people are going to be bad people. They're going to get a hold of whatever they need to get a hold of in order to do bad things. So gun control is only going to get us so far. Mm-hmm. But I'm tired of hearing, too. Like, I saw someone else had posted up statistics about, like, because of gun-carrying statistics, the, the casualties were much lower. And I'm like, go back and relook at those again. It's not just that they were carrying guns, that the pe- but those people that at those mass shootings where the numbers were low were not because there was someone with a gun. There was someone that had training with a gun. It's not that Joe Schmo that went down and took that class one weekend and has his conceal and carry saved yep. everybody. It was that ex-Marine who spent six tours in Iraq that saved everybody. Not the same thing. If I had a gun at that nightclub, do you think I could have saved people? The answer to that question is no. You want to know why? I'd probably be shitting myself in the corner like everybody else. Because I'm not trained in combat. And that's what that situation was at that time. This is not a, like, I'm defending my home. This is mass hysteria. And that's what pisses me off. That someone carrying a gun is going to fix everything. That's not going to fix everything. There is an unfathomable... An unfathomable difference between being proficient with a firearm and being situationally aware. Correct. I don't care if you can shoot at a paper target from 10 yards away with your 9mm and bullseye it. When you have somebody shooting back at you, it is much different than any paintball, any airsoft, any nerf, any laser tag game. Do not know what to do unless you have been through it before. And if you have been through it before, I am sorry. Well, because you know it sucks. You might get lucky. Maybe somebody out there sometime gets lucky, fires a good shot, manages to get a good hit. That's not the case. There's a reason I don't carry a handgun for protection. Because I'm afraid I would not use it properly. I'm better off having something that I can hit someone with. Like, if I need home protection, get me a goddamn baseball bat. I can swing a baseball bat. I think I would freak out if I had to fire a gun. I think it would. I would trip on it. And to the people who say, well, somebody in the nightclub could have had a gun and prevented this. How fucking stupid are you? You want somebody in a nightclub drinking with a firearm? Really? And let's... Let's take your typical nightclub. How many lights are on? About four. 
<laughs> how much, you know, fog machines are going off and lasers and dance, you know, music and bass and shit. Mm-hmm. All things that are going to take away from your situational awareness. There's that phrase and again. And it's, it's mm-hmm. all, um, too, it's also too, like, that person with the gun has to be in a position to attack and take care, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not... That's the other one. This is a cl- nightclub full of 300 people. Exactly. If the eight people that have guns are over here and the fucking shooter comes in over here, you know, is that going to stop? I'm going to throw out Aurora, Colorado real quick. Mm-hmm. Horrible thing that happened there. You're in a dark movie theater. Exactly. How are you, how, how is that person going to, like, yeah. you know, the lights didn't come on when he started shooting. Here, and it's not, you know, it's not the Wild West. The gun's not on your hip. No. no. It's not a fair fight. It's at the small of your back, or it's in your armpit, or it's around your fucking ankle. The, my opinion of the topic in general is that I'm actually, even though I'm a gun owner and for firearms and everything, I want more stringent gun laws. I have, I have no problem at all with somebody that goes through a process owning a weapon and owning whatever kind of weapon they want to own. I really have no problem with it. If you're registered, yeah. whatever. If you do something stupid, we can find you. Yeah. Fair I'm, enough. I'm fine with strict gun laws because you know why? I'll pass the background check. Right, exactly. Um, shit, I forgot what I was going to say. So, I am completely for that. The point that people need to understand is that it does not matter if every single person in that club owned a firearm and was trained and was former military or whatever. People would be dead. And even if and even if those people did got off a shot and didn't successfully I mean successfully didn't hurt somebody else unintentionally, okay? The reality of the situation is this. Whether you own a firearm or not, if somebody wants to do something horrible and kill you and your family, and people in a nightclub, if somebody wants to do that, they can. It doesn't matter if firearms are legal or illegal. Fertilizer wasn't illegal. We still had Oklahoma City, right? If somebody wants to kill you or kill a group of people, they will. There is nothing you can do about it that is a sad, basic fact of human reality. Well, I'm going to disagree with you on that point because you can do something about it. You don't drive a pickup truck full of fertilizer up to an office building and set it off without somebody noticing that. You need to put your fucking phone down and you need to pay attention to your surroundings. Sorry, I'm laughing at the fact that I'm right. putting Candy Crush during this discussion. And, you know, as long as you're so self-absorbed that you can't look up and see, you know, the wolf at the door... What do you expect is going to happen? Can I throw out there this one little thing? I, that's a good point. I, I mean, great. I agree with and that. This is going right along that point. So I have not read a lot on it because I'm afraid if I if I read it, I will lose it. Because let me tell you, I think I cried for days well, after you know, the... Um, maybe everyone should lose after, it once in a fucking should, while and reconnect the, um, with what it's like to be alive. When the school got shot up, yeah, I think I cried for days. Because I had babies and, you know, the kindergarten class was what got hit. So, sorry. Started to cry already. However, I'm a little mad at his wife or ex-wife that decided that now's the time to get her goddamn 10 seconds of fame. Because I've seen more than one article about, you know, she tried to talk him out of it. Mm. Did that talking out of it involve multiple phone calls to the um, police? 
Because it fucking should have. Yeah. It should have. And if I were her, I'd be goddamn ashamed if I knew anything about it. And didn't stop it. Yeah. Because she should be. And I certainly hope she's just full of shit and is trying to get her 10 seconds of fame and that's it. Yeah. Because really, is that what you want to be known as? Look that, and one of the things that, Ugh. yeah, I know CD haven't looked into much because of, yeah. but Ugh. the she's being considered to being being indicted as accessory. Good. If she had knowledge that this was happening and she didn't report it, she is an accessory. 50 people lost their lives. Mm-hmm. Because why? Needlessly. Ugh, needlessly is right. So, I think... Your your point is the correct point. See, the only way you're going to prevent things or, or help to stop things like that is being more aware of what's going on. Like you said, situa- situational awareness is your only real line of defense. Because if somebody, because if you're not, and you're just a, if you're if you're, if you're a sheep in one of those situations, you're dead, and there's nothing you can do about whether or not you have yeah, are armed. At that point, it's at that point. The people that didn't die in that nightclub rolled something above a one. That's yeah. all that happened. That's all it breaks down to. And there's one other thing you can do, too. And that's be better to people. Be better to each other. You talked about it earlier. Because mm-hmm. you know what? How much do you want to make a bet that you start going back to his history? He, got, he probably got picked on in grade school. Well, his dad was probably mean to him. Yeah. All this shit adds up. And wasn't if we were the, better people. Wasn't part of it that his wife was like, like he was a, like, crap, like, like, legit brought up on domestic abuse charges and they he, he, I know he was under investigation for multiple things. I don't I don't know the I don't know the And uh, you know, to the people who criticize the FBI, oh well the FBI investigated him. Why didn't they lock him up? Well you're still innocent until proven guilty. Right. And there was enough <laughs> stuff for what he was being investigated for at the time to, to lock him up. You know, and you all want to be thankful for that. But it should yeah. have I, not that not that he didn't get locked up, but that we still have a system where you're innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. You know, it's just the, because I know it's going to come up, you know, when I say, you know, be aware of your surroundings and and what's going on around you, that does not mean you get to say when you first see somebody, you don't get to judge them at first glance. You know, if somebody's, you know, you have to go further than that. You have to look at the way they're walking, the way they're paying attention to their surroundings. Make eye contact. You know, it's... Oh, Steve Barta, as you work in retail, what's the best form of... Uh, what's the best deterrent against thievery? Um, letting them know that you're there. Good customer service. Yes. It's the same thing. A smile goes a long way. Yeah. Maybe nobody smiled at him enough. I mean, seriously. I don't know. But... I just... Ugh. So, two real quick hits that I want to bring back to Facebook real quick in, in light of this awful thing is that with it sparking the gun control discussion, I've seen a couple things posted on there about, like, trying to equate this to drunk drivers or, you know, uh, cars kill people, you know, 100 and some odd people die every day from car accidents, so let's start So let's start banning cars. My personal you gotta, favorite was uh, because, um, you know, if we're going to regulate guns, then it, since guns take lives, then women can't get abortions anymore. Yeah. Abortions take lives. That was my favorite one. So real quick on that. Further restriction on who can own weapons is not a bad thing. Disarming the public, 
if the government came and said, you can't have guns anymore, that would be a bad thing. And that'd be something that you can then be vehemently angry about and want to rise up and, and revolt. Have at it. I'll, no problem. But regulating how easy it is or restricting how easy it is for somebody that shouldn't have a gun get to get a gun, that, that I, as, as somebody that would be a legal firearm owner, I can't understand why you wouldn't back that. I don't get it. And you can't say, well, cars kill people, so why don't we start banning those? It's not the same thing. Cars aren't designed to kill other people or to kill things. Or, and people can say, oh, well, you know, trap shooting and, and, and target shooting. Yeah, I, I hear you on that. But that you're not using that weapon for what its design purposes. That weapon was designed to kill. That machine was designed to kill. Cars were designed to go from point A to point B. And when people started drunk driving, we started regulating it and not letting them fucking do it. And we started licensing people and saying, you have to have a license to do this. And you can't do it under these restrictions. And guess what? If you do it one or two times, you can't do it anymore. Did you hear about what state of Illinois has done recently? No. Speaking of licensing people, um, Steve will get a letter shortly, too, because his birthday's coming up. But um, it's time for you. Oh, did you? Um, I don't know if you know this because I opened your mail. Um, Federal offense. Federal offense. Um, But your driver's license is due. And when you go to get it renewed... You no longer get a license. Oh, really? Yep. And as coming from someone that works in the field that I do, I think this it's one of those things that's a brilliant thing because what's one of the number one problems with people's licenses? They're expired. Not or just fake. that. They're fake. And the other problem is, is they don't have correct addresses on them. Mm-hmm. People are, you know, like, in order to, like, oh, I need to get this so my kid can go to this school district, so I'm going to put this old address down, and I'm never going to change it because I only have to prove it once, you know. Yeah. And so you don't walk away with license anymore. You walk away with paperwork, and then it's going to be sent to your house. I know there are people that are still going to cheat the system, but that's another safety precaution against, and again, so they can do a more thorough check. On who or who's getting oh, like you get a license, but you don't get it at the time of the renewal. You don't get it uh, okay, the time of the I was like, "What the hell? The hell they can do that? Like thumbprint scanning?" Because nope. like I'm all in favor of that. No, but the, that way it gives them time. Sure, to license do and registration. A more thorough background check. There's my phone. The only way you're going to get your license is if it goes to an actual address you yeah. have um, yeah. things to. But like I know people that moved here from out of state that didn't um, that didn't renew or didn't update their license for years. Mm-hmm. Or didn't change their registration. So, you know, it's just, it's funny. I think that's a great, it's a, you know, some, back to your car thing. Mm-hmm. More regulations aren't always a bad thing. That's, who is that hurting? Is that going to hurt you? Nope. Not going to hurt me, not going to hurt you. No. So, if people are bitching about it, there's no reason to. Right. So, that's kind of all I have to say about that on gun control and Orlando on that side of it. On a lighter note. So we have the LGBTQT community at this point, and it seems like everybody's adding a letter every two or three months. Yep. And I'm a big supporter of this community. I think it's a great thing, and I, you know, our, our motto is let your flag fly. Hey, man, do what you want to do. As long as it doesn't affect me negatively, I don't give a shit what you do. Have at it. Don't care. Unless you're hurting somebody else. If you're hurting somebody else or me, then I'm kind of not in favor of that. So aside from that, have at it. But, again, this is much later, so I'm not trying to, like joke around about a bad situation but can we can we get like a name for that community because i'm like the the amount of letters that are popping on so i so i motion we just call that the letter community <laughs> the letters i mean because it, 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 there's so many it's just they can put all we can put all the letters in there no 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 one's backing me on this decision all in favor i i, I 
I think it's hilarious. All opposed. Can we just can we just have can we just have the people's party? <laughs> it's just we're all for people. People being their own people. Yeah, didn't we talk a couple episodes about labels? <laughs> we did. Like I went on rants about it, and that's I'm just I'm over every label. I'm over every label. Yeah. And I know a part of it because here's because here's the thing: yeah. if we if we give them a label, then then they're another subgenre of a group that's gonna want something specific to that label. And you know, you should have the same rights as everybody else. Go nuts! It's mm-hmm. called human rights. You know, you want to get married, get married. I don't understand why married people have different rights than I do. Just because nothing's stopping me from getting those same rights doesn't mean that I understand why there's a legal part of it. Right. I agree. So, do, what you, you, on that, do what you want. So, there's Run other things. Congress and win. Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're getting a little bit late into the episode. I don't want to make this another two-hour one. So, I've got some other. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to can up some of the other ones that I have okay. for Star Wars in case, you know, they pop back up again and I can uh, rant and rave on, you know, if stuff starts coming back up so I can make another show out of it at some point. Maybe we'll do this like once a season or a couple times That's a year fine. to get all of our uh, bad juju out. But one thing, uh, a couple things that the guys brought up on the podcast, peeps, they want to talk about. So, uh, Adam brought up cops versus firemen. So. And what, like baseball? I don't know. <laughs> cops versus firemen? Like, which ones are hotter? When they're younger, the young ones. <laughs> <laughs> That one is the cherry on that discussion, and that one is that's that's perfection right there. So uh, one that I believe Rodney brought this one up. Not Rodney, I'm sorry, but I believe uh, Ryan brought this one up. Maybe what's the closest you? What's the closest you've ever been to a natural disaster? I had a tornado take down my fence. We did have a tornado take down our fence. Natural disaster. Yeah, yeah, natural disaster. Mm. This is more of our lighthearted, lighthearted oh, okay. part of the segment. I was going to say, yeah. I stayed at the Twin Towers like two months before they got... That's um, pretty horrifying. It's not really... It's not a natural disaster. Well, that's still a disaster. Um, yeah, the, we were at the lake when a tornado went over the lake. Did you see it? What? Oh, so that would be terrifying. Oh, God, Zach was out of his mind. I, that, that would be absolutely terrifying to me. Mara was... cried a lot during that mm-hmm. tornado. She yeah. was very concerned to kiss. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's that's probably when I worked when I worked for, uh, community uh, community service for the, for Plainfield. I saw I saw a tornado, a funnel cloud developing over Plainfield again. It didn't it didn't touch down in Plainfield. I mean that was you know 15 years ago now, but that that was another one that was close. But like the tornado that took my fence down was a really really wussy one that touched down over here, but it like knocked down two portions of my fence. So it's like damn it. I remember that day because I was at home texting you. Be like, we just got the alert, so you better go. Yeah, <laughs> TTG man, turd touching claw. Yeah. TTC. <laughs> All right. So, and then uh, one thing we want to talk about. So, what do you? Uh, you may or may not care about it yet, but did you hear that Rio de Janeiro and Brazil is asking for aid to help support their Olympic? I thought part of the, you know, judging criteria for getting the Olympics was that you pay for it. And you have the infrastructure to support. support it, yeah. So I, I was kind of looking into this a little bit. So they already have the Zika virus thing going on. And then yesterday they shot a jaguar at a photo op. Sorry, evil cat decided to go after my And <laughs> Jaguar is crazy, see? Right? And 
So they, they decided to take and build their soccer stadium in a jungle. They knocked down like a large portion of a jungle. Oh, that's awesome. And put a soccer stadium yeah, there. Because we don't need jungle. And to their and to their dismay, they can't get the snakes out of the stadium. Gee, because they put it in like a jungle. So now they want like something like six hundred million dollars to help fund to help fund oh, all these projects. Fuck you. And where the where the swimmers and not the swimmers where the boaters like all the people doing like the the canoeing and the the team rowing events, yeah. there is natural not natural there is raw sewage in these waters because that's where the the cities dump them dump to. Yeah. So you get to go play in the Olympics in poo water, mm. and the long distance swimming events are also in this water. <laughs> and the. The, the Olympics didn't come to Chicago. Why? Because murder. Yeah. Because <laughs> everybody hates America. Because of Donald Trump. God damn did it. Did you say murder? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> hey. No, better no. murder than sewage. Yep. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Hey. So that's about all I've got for this episode. Claire, do you got anything? For this episode? I mean, that's, I don't want to touch on the other stuff that oh. I kind of wrote down oh, okay. here. That I'll save that for another time. I mean, we're already an hour and ten minutes into this. Oh, sounds good. <laughs> I don't, I'm trying to think if I, I had any Ask Mama Claire moments recently, and I don't think so. Unless we'll get those all, on the next one. Unless y'all had anything off the top nope, of your I'll, head. No, but I'll make sure to get some okay. for sure. Steve? Uh, no, just want to give our uh, our usual round of support our friends. Uh, so follow the art of Nick Prohl on Facebook, Dork County, featuring the art of Nick Prohl. Uh, if you guys are free on Tuesday evenings, head on over to Bailey's and Tinley Park for the acoustic stylings of Chris Moran. Ooh, Tuesday nights? Yes, sir. Nice. Uh, support all the wonderful shows on the Disease Network, such as our flagship, You're Gonna Get a Disease. Starring Luke, Nick, and Jonah. Um, that just happened with our good friends Adam Rodney and sometimes professional guest Ryan Madigan. And Love you, Ryan. Love you, Ryan. And we'd like to remember you, remind you to watch, watch, listen to the rest of the shows on the Disease Network, such as The Drunks and uh, other shows like that. So, Steve, why don't you go and take us out of here? Uh, as we've clearly stated on this show, haters are going to hate, and ainters are going to ain't, and traitors are going to trait. So, this has been Something Gate. Good night, everybody. Bye.